Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And glad that you are. Good afternoon. It's Thursday, November 4th. Whether you're joining us on the Super Talk Mississippi network of stations live or on any type of uh, podcast format, we're glad that you are with us. Kelly Santa from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg, along with producer engineer Michael Mergens. Lots of things to talk about today. We always talk Southern Miss for the hour. We're going to be talking with men's golf coach Eddie Brescher here in just a moment. The men's team has had a really good fall season as they prepare now for February when spring will roll around. We'll get an update there. We'll also be talking with award-winning broadcaster Dave Barnett, who is the voice of the North Texas Mean Green. The Mean Green coming in here Saturday to take on our Eagles for a 2 o'clock kickoff at M.M. Roberts Stadium. We'll be getting his update on how the Mean Green are doing and get his spin on conference realignment where North Texas is headed. And then will the Rock be hosting some other football games besides Southern Miss games this fall? We'll talk about that in our little bit about a lot of things and get you up to date with the other teams and the schedules for Southern Miss. This first segment of the Eagle Hour today brought to you, as it always is, by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. I'm getting my order in today for our tailgate party. Uh, for Saturday's game with North Texas, and you can do that as well, whether it's brisket, pulled pork, whatever that you uh, might avail yourself to. I always talk about the cream spinach side dish, but uh, cream corn is also real popular as well. But leave all of that to Dickie's. Just swing by the window, pick it up. They'll have it ready for you, and your tailgate, you can check off your list. Dickie's Barbecue, a proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour, and glad to have them with us. On the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline, Coach Eddie Brescher of the Golden Eagle men's golf team. Again, pretty remarkable fall. And, Coach, as we welcome you, it really was an accomplished fall. Did they overachieve, or is this what you expected out of your group this fall? Hey, Kelly, thanks for having me on, my man. Sure. Um, it, was a, uh, it was a great fall for us. Um, this, is became, this is becoming the expectation for our program. Good. Um, the potential has always been there for us. We're in a great golf location. We're in the south. You know, we've got 20-some-odd fantastic courses within an hour and a half of us. So, you know, th- this is where we need to be. Um, th- this is our expectation, and, and you know, we're going to continue to – do everything we can and try to get that ball in the hole as quick as we can. You know, that puts the pressure on you, though, when you say things like that, Eddie. Coach, other coaches would say, shame, be careful, Eddie, what you say. <laughs> well, it, that's uh, – if you want to – you got to get after it, man. <laughs> it's a competitive world out there. Well, dog eat dog. Yeah. What did the nature boy Ric Flair always say? My favorite philosopher, if you're going to be the man, you got to beat the man, Right. Amen. You're talking to a wrestling fan from back in the day. So. Okay, so you know about that <laughs> world famous philosopher. Look, a couple of your a yeah, couple indeed. of a couple of golfers that you've uh, relied on. One of them from Canada, Mississauga, Ontario. Would you believe I've been there before, Mississauga? Really? I have. Yeah, my brother played junior A hockey up uh, up in Canada. What? Uh, wow, I, small yeah. world, my man. Yeah, and then one one of your golfers whose name I want you to teach me to pronounce. 
is from Bangkok, Thailand. Now, I know, I know we don't have the recruiting budget to get to Bangkok to recruit very often. <laughs> so, first of all, how do we pronounce his name, and what do you guys call him? He, the correct pronunciation on his name is Tong Pipat Ratanayanan. Since he arrived on campus, we dubbed him Pat. <laughs> Pat. <laughs> so he is just Pat. So um, he loves it. He's a great kid. And, man, let me tell you, I've had no issues out of this young man, both on and off the golf course, since the day he stepped foot on campus. He is he is a first-class kid. And, of course, the outsider looking in would say, Coach, where, how are we getting kids from Thailand and Ontario? Well, back when I played college golf, uh, I played at southeastern Louisiana. We had two American kids on the team my entire time in uh, in college. So it's nice to have connections on a global scale. Um, and, and, again, I, I keep preaching that this is a global sport. It's, right. It's a sport that's being played all over the world. And, you know, th- there's great players from all over the place. So we're going to – leave no stone unturned when it comes to recruiting and trying to get the best players we can. And, you know, we've got a great place to sell because, uh, I mean, it, it's not an expensive part of the country to live in. It's an awesome place to call home. You know, we've got a great uh, – it's an outdoor sport, and we're in the south, so great weather. Don't have to worry about snow. Um, you know, it, it's a first-class place to be, and, and we're trying to get the program to a top-notch competitive national scale. Now, was was T.C. Chen from Thailand? I have no idea. Or was he Filipino? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, T.C. Chen, and he may be going back before your time. I do remember the double the double chip, though, from the U.S. Open back in the day. Yeah, that, well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you remember that. But uh, interesting, anyway, that you are getting kids from, from all over the country. So as this team continues to get better, Eddie, what, what do they still need to improve upon? What are you guys going to be working on uh, to get ready for February? What needs to improve fundamentally? Uh, during the offseason, a lot of our guys will go to play some amateur tournaments just to keep things fresh. Um, that's, that's more so on their own time. That's something we cannot require as an institution, but... I highly encourage it that, you know, guys, you, you don't want to take three straight months or two straight months off on your on what you've built on so far. So keep that foundation moving forward. Um, everybody's a little bit different. You know, like uh, Pat, he's a little bit of a shorter hitter, but he's going to small ball you to death. And he's one of the best players in the country inside of 150 yards. Um, then you've got guys that like Hunter and Robbie and Bryce that are a little bit longer hitting guys. Um, they can get it out there a good way so they can attack the par fives and have less club into 450 and 480 par fours. So they may need to work on more structure uh, on their short game. Um, Robbie last year had a great season for us, and but he was struggling inside of 150 yards. So I had told him, hey, man, you really got to – we got to hone in on the short game stuff. Whenever you do miss a green, even though it's not very often – We've got to get your up and down percentage above 50% to know that, hey, even if I do miss a green on a tough pin, I've got a pretty good chance of making par and still keeping a good round going versus, oh, well, darn, I'm, I'm probably not going to get that one up and down. You know, and it puts a lot of pressure on your iron game and hitting the fairway. So everybody's a little bit different. Golf coach Eddie Brescher is with us, the men's coach at, at Southern Miss. And I'm going to compare golf to baseball, Eddie, in that it seems like when recruiting – 
uh, particularly pitchers, all they seem to worry about is velocity. And I will compare that to golf. It seems like it is m- much more sexy now to be the big hitter, the Bryson DeChambeau's, the Brooks Kepkas, and guys like Pat, who don't hit it as far out there but might score just as well, don't seem to be as attractive. Or am I overplaying that? Am I wrong? That's kind of the way of the game. Um, and, you know, if you want to play professional golf with the best players in the world on the PGA Tour, you need to hit it a certain distance. You need to be a guy who can move it out there. Um, a shorter hitter, like to say a Zach Johnson, you're starting to see guys, or Webb Simpson, you're starting to see those guys win less over recent years because they just don't possess the, the speed to bang it out there on a 490 par four and you have to hit driver. Uh, those guys are probably going to hit the fairway more often, but you know, when, when this guy player X has an eight iron into a tuck pin on a, on a green and, and Webb Simpson's got a six iron or five iron, you know, it's, it's going to be harder for Webb to average a, a closer proximity to the hole than the guy hitting the eight iron. Um, and that's just because of things like landing angle. You know, you, if a six iron's got less loft, you're not going to hit it as high. Eight iron has more loft, you're going to hit it higher. So the higher the ball goes, the softer it's going to land. Greens are firm, you can get the ball closer to the hole. All right, so now, now you're talking. There is a science to it. Yeah, I was going to say, you're talking physics now, Eddie. I'm starting to get a headache. <laughs> <laughs> there is a science to it, but if you think of it, uh, you know, if you threw a ball straight up in the air, it's not going to roll out as far. Whereas if you threw a line drive, it's going to roll out a lot. And that eight iron is going to give you a a ball that comes in soft versus that six or five iron, it's going to be coming in pretty hot. Your point is well taken how the game has evolved because about 25 years ago, the old Maryland golf coach, Fred Funk, who was never a very long hitter, but he'd beat your brains out by putting it right down the middle every time. But if I interpret what you're saying, that's those guys are kind of going the way of the Buffalo and and you, you better be able to hit it a long way. Yeah, and, and we're not worried so much. You know, back in the day, it was always, oh, swing smoother, uh, hit fairways. That's really not the case anymore. Um, you know, because you take a guy who can bust it out there. I'll give you a great example. We were playing at NC State this season, and there was a 640-yard par five. Now, that's pretty crazy. 640-yard yes. par five. And I'll, I'll, I'll give Robbie credit here. He hit one. It's a little bit downwind. It, it is running out a little bit, but he hit driver three iron into that hole. And made it Easy there first. in two, huh? Made it there in two. Driver three iron. And yeah. I remember it, he had 279, back left 10, force carry, downwind, and he hits that about 250. Like, Rob, I think this might get there. So he grabs it. All right, coach. Boom. Nails it right at the 10, about 20 feet for eagle. Easy uh, easy birdie. We're going to continue our discussion with men's golf coach Eddie Brescher as the Eagle Hour continues. Much more to come this hour. Glad that you're with us. We'll be back in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. Kelly Sander and Michael Morgan's with you on this Thursday. Luke Johnson and Bob Getty have the day off. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart, that big, bright yellow building right across from the main entrance to the campus off of Hardy Street. It's where you go to get your swag. Christmas coming up. Uh, your favorite Southern Miss fan should certainly uh, take, a, take a look at the offerings there at 
campus bookmark, not just clothing, but there's also little knickknacks, knickknacks and things like that, that, uh, that your favorite Southern Miss fan would certainly enjoy. They're open 24 seven on the web at campusbookmark.net. I went to get my last shirt there and they said, now what size do you need, Mr. Kelly? And I told them and they went, say what? Say again. <laughs> And they, they had my size, Mark. Really? Yeah, they did. Believe we they had, had to, they had to dig it out. We had to go to that back rack, you know, that was yeah. kind, of, kind of back in. Usually, the it's the clearance rack. But this is, yeah, they put. Yeah, you know, the clear. I, believe me, that's the first place I checked. Yeah, me too. But uh, they didn't have that size. Anyway, continuing our discussion with uh, men's golf coach Eddie Brescher, whose uh, men's golf team came off quite a fall and uh, some great momentum building into when the season begins again for them in the spring, in February. Eddie, so much has been made about how Mississippi produces great football players, uh, really pound for pound and per capita. Mississippi is the number one producer of professional football players. How are we doing at the high school level preparing golfers for the next level? Um, we're doing a pretty good job in the state of Mississippi. Um, being another sport that's outdoors, uh, being in the South is something that's very important. So we have a little bit of an edge on some of the northern states as far as producing talent. Um, there's a little bit of a disparity as far as, you know, you get some really good upper echelon guys. And then it dips down a little bit, but then it's it's kind of cyclical each each year. And, you know, some years are different. You know, it's just like recruiting. But um, I remember, I think it was 2017's class that came through the state of Mississippi. I want to say there was probably eight or nine kids that went D1. And that that's pretty strong for one single season to produce that much talent at the the, uh, the Division One level for college golf. And it's amazing how reputations of programs can have a long-lasting effect in recruiting. For example, I can tell you, not having any idea how these current schools field their teams now, but I remember back in the day, Wake Forest, Oklahoma State, Arizona, those were the schools that seemingly got all the golfers. Is it still that way? Um, it, the college golf landscape has changed dramatically probably over the last 15 years. Golf is thought, is seen now as big business. It is, it is a sport that is very, very taken very seriously now. So you see a lot of athletic departments making good investments into giving the teams the resources they need. So going back to your point with like, say Wake Forest, one of my old my old roommate from college is the assistant coach there. And uh, I've been to their facility and seen the history of their program. And it's, it's pretty impressive to see some of the names that have come through there. Yes, they are still a top 10 program, okay. um, but you know, th- those are the people we're trying to get up in there and, Throw some punches with. And we would be remiss if we didn't, even though he didn't he didn't play at Southern Miss. But Davis Riley from Hattiesburg, uh, who prepped at Presbyterian Christian in Hattiesburg, finished seventh last week on the PGA Tour event in Bermuda and had himself a, a pretty profitable weekend, Eddie. Absolutely. Uh, Davis is, if you're not a Davis Riley fan, you're crazy because this kid is the total package. He is, he is just such the most humble, um, hardworking guy that, that you'll find anywhere on the planet in the sport of golf. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He, he, he's just somebody that you want to cheer for. Um, so it's good to see Davis getting some success early um, with his PGA Tour card. He comes back into town every so often. I know he lives out of Dallas now, but when he does come back in town, I've seen him many times over at our practice facility, and, and that's welcome to us. You know, he's 
He is destined for greatness. If he continues to stick with the process that got him this far in life, he will continue to to be a successful force on the PGA Tour. And and what did what did he gross last weekend? What hundred? Uh, I think it was a hundred ninety one. Is what I saw online. Hundred and ninety one thousand Merg playing golf. Now I'll tell you, pretty good week of work, huh? I, if you're standing over a six foot putt, it sure changes things, though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, we play for fun. Yeah, you miss that six footer. You, you learn quick out on tour that strokes equal dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, it might might cost you a adult beverage at the club, but not uh, when you're standing over that for on the PGA Tour. All right, Eddie Bresher, going forward now, of course. You'd be living in a cave not to know that the Eagles are going to begin transitioning to the Sunbelt Conference. Tell us about some of the Sunbelt teams you're going to have to deal with and give us some background on that, the new home for the golf Golden Eagles. Well, see, the, the good thing about the Sunbelt is that it, it's, it's a conference that is continuously on the rise for all sports. It's going to be a fantastic move for Southern Miss Athletics. Um, I mean, a huge round of applause for our administration and Dr. Bennett and everyone that was involved to make that happen. So uh, we can't thank them enough. The, the golf landscape is very similar to Conference USA because Conference USA is a good, good golf conference. You know, there's eight, or eight uh, out of 13 teams every year at the conference championship that could win the thing. Um, you know, you got Coastal Carolina, a, a historically great golf program. Dustin Johnson is a golf alum from there. Okay. I've heard of, we've heard of uh, him. Arkansas. Yes, we've <laughs> yeah. heard of him before. He, he's, he's done a thing or two. <laughs> yes, he has. Uh, matter of fact, the, the current head coach there is, was the assistant coach at Southern Miss before I got here. Oh, wow. Um, a guy named Jim Guerin. He used to work here for about five years as the assistant coach for Coach Weeks, and uh, now he's the head coach over there. So Jim runs a great ship, great program there. Uh, Arkansas State, uh, Mike Hagan and Easton Key are running the show up there. Great program. They're They've been top 20 multiple times in the last couple of years. Uh, Carter Collins over at Georgia Southern, they've got a fantastic golf facility and, and clubhouse that they practice out of. Uh, and the state of Georgia is always a really good golf state. Um, they, have a, they, have a, they have a tournament over there in Augusta every year that I hear tell is, is pretty big. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, Shane does a great job over at Texas State. Um, they, they've got a great program over there. Uh, Theo at Lafayette, they've got a fantastic program. And and good friend of mine, Ben Hannon, over at South Alabama, they're consistently a, a good force in uh, in the Sun Belt. So it's going to be very similar to what we've seen in Conference USA. You know, it's it, it can be anybody's ball game uh, when you show up to the conference championship. So you, you've got to have your, your – T's crossed and your eyes dotted, uh, ready to play some golf and mix it up with some good programs. And I think, Eddie, as we begin to wind down our conversation here, I think I may have asked you this one time before. I don't know if I asked it on the air or not. But in, very few people criticize the game of golf because the, the only criticism they might have is that the new superstars coming up have no personalities, that they're machine-like, they're robotic, they show no personality, um, and, and that's that's what fans cling to, you know, when when the the argument between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, you know, when, when they were going kind of back and forth with their their rhetoric, fans love that kind of stuff. But these kids coming up, are, are they robotic? I mean, is that a fair argument for anybody that would like to make it? 
I'll tell you what, come play around the golf with my guys. You'll hear plenty of smack talk. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because it should be fun. Uh, there, there's plenty of banter on the golf course. I don't know. Some of the some of the guys may be a little scared to do it out in the public eye. Um, you know, they, it depends on the personality. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, look, be yourself. And if you're a little more of an animated character, then, you know, own it. Be yourself. Um Obviously, you know, keep things PG and, and be respectful of other right. people in the process. But, you know, a little little jab here and there amongst your competitors, a little smack talk, is that that's welcome in, in my eyes. How, uh, as long how, as it doesn't get out of hand. How has COVID affected uh, your roster and recruiting? Well, I mean, as far as guys having extra years or whatever, you know. Well, it's actually helped us. You know, we've with Bryce Hunter and Brian coming back for a fifth year. I mean, those guys have played more golf than just about anybody ever in, in our program's history. So, you know, having those guys back for a fifth year is fantastic. Um, you know, multiple guys, uh, a lot of guys in our roster would like to do a fifth year, and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But it makes it more difficult on the recruiting side because I've got an accomplished player who's a proven winner. Do I want to? excuse that guy for for one year do i want to have him back for a fifth year or do i want to say no you need to hit the road and i'll take this high school kid coming out of high school golf i mean that'd be crazy not to take those guys back for a fifth year um yeah I agree. but when you do that that reduces the amount of spots you got on your team to bring in a, a say a a high school kid or a transfer guy you know so it's a it's a little bit of a double-edged sword yeah um but it's roster management and uh, we've done a great job of it, and I hope that we'll continue to do a great job going forward. And, Eddie, is golf fully funded like basketball and football and all that, or is it partial like baseball? No, we're we're fully funded. Okay. Um, there's not as many scholarships in our sport as there are in others. However, our athletic department at Southern Miss gives us everything we need to be successful. Um, but what we have done a good job of is involving a lot of donors in our golf program. Good. We've got a lot of great donor support that allows us to do what we would like to do and do it on a first-class scale. So we have what we need, but having those donors allows us to do what we would like to do, like changing up our schedule and going out west and, right. and things like that. All right, Eddie, before we let, before we let you go, Pat's name again? <laughs> Tong P. Pat Ratanayanan. Be a fan. The kid is first class. Oh, no. I, I, as long as we can call him Pat, we're good to go. You know? Eddie yeah, Brescher. We're going to stick with Pat. I, always enjoy the conversation, buddy. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. All Come right. To, Ed, to the top. There you go. Eddie Brescher, the men's golf coach. We will talk with the voice of the mean green of North Texas, Dave Barnett, when the Eagle Hour continues. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. The Lady Eagles soccer team wins last night in the quarterfinals of the Conference USA Women's Soccer Tournament in Boca Raton. They defeated Florida Atlantic 2-1. They'll play in the semis tomorrow against UAB. That's a 7 o'clock game tomorrow night, and those will be on the TV screens at 4th Street Bar and Grill, home of the 895 lunch, and that includes your drink. 
the Golden Eagles against the Mean Green of North Texas. North Texas, one of three Division I schools that has the word green in its mascot. you got the Mean Green of North Texas, the Green Wave of Tulane, and the Big Green of Dartmouth. There's your trivia uh, question and answer for the day. Dave Barnett joins us now, the voice of the Mean Green. Dave, good afternoon to you. How are you, Kelly? I'm good. I'm good. You know, the Eagle fans, it's no secret that the Eagles have really struggled this year with a myriad of problems, and fans were going, well, at least we've got North Texas coming in. That opinion may have been, may have been apropos a couple of weeks ago, but fair to say this team has improved greatly in just a couple of weeks? Yes, that's definitely fair to say. Um, the last two weeks, the biggest thing they've um, – adjusted is the uh, propensity for falling behind by 28 31 in the first half uh and then playing you know well in the second half this team has never quit in any game um their issues are uh, are not desire and enthusiasm it's um it's injuries probably much like uh, the southern miss story this year but yeah what they've been able to do the last two weeks against liberty and rice is uh, get um, out in front early, halftime leads. Um, it didn't hold up against Liberty because Malik Willis had left the game injured, came back, and led them to 21 unanswered points in the final quarter and a half. Uh, but So that's a very good Liberty team, and um, the Mean Green outgained them by 103 total yards, had the ball over 12 more minutes than Liberty. They're a big time of possession team. So that was uh, an encouraging loss if there's such a thing. And then last week at Rice, um, they got an early lead and were able to pull it out in overtime. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think what's happening now is the wide receivers who were pressed into duty early because the three main returning wide receivers are all unavailable for the year, uh, have been since week two. Uh, so that's a lot of guys who are expected to be second, third, fourth wide receivers that are suddenly starting. And it took them a good half a season to just, you know, figure out the job um, uh, and, and get some sort of um, uh, sync going with the quarterbacks. Uh, Seth Luttrell has now settled on Austin Adi, who started part-time last year. He's 28 years old, played six years in the Yankee. Minor league system, um, but, uh, you know, very well-schooled in this uh, air raid offense now. Uh, the other thing that's kept them uh, in games when they've been in games this year is uh, Gauthier, Mississippi's own DeAndre Torrey, uh, who's been Conference USA's leading rusher most of the year, top five in the nation most of the year. He is uh, going to finish top five in North Texas career categories across the board, rushing, all-purpose, touchdowns, all that stuff. So uh, he's he's been a rock. Um, and the rest of the offense, uh, the passing game, seems to be maybe coming around to take some pressure off the running game. That's kind of the status of the team right now. Now, that's, that's how you win Emmy Awards like Dave Barnett has, when you know it's Gaucher, Mississippi. You know. Well, see, you ask. You don't guess. You ask. <laughs> but see, but you, but you, you and I would both agree that we would be surprised at how many broadcasters do not ask. And I'm, I'm a. Oh yeah. I'm a. I just can't believe that sometimes when they'll make a, a wrong pronunciation. I'll say, "Did you ask someone?" And it's and it's like, "Gosh, I never thought of that." You know. But nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, earlier in the year there were all kinds of reports that that uh, outsiders looking in thought that Seth. Seth Luttrell might be coaching literally for his job 
this year. I know you don't know the answer to this, and I know the, the natives were getting really restless about three weeks ago. But with the number of injuries that have mounted up with the, with the Mean Green, uh, what's conventional wisdom? Does, does Regardless of what happens, does he get a pass because of the injuries, or is he still going to have some answering to do one way or the other? Well, um, you know, I think uh, that's to be determined this final month of the season. Um, yeah, I think uh, the, the injuries, and, and now they've uh, depleted the secondary. Um, the wide receivers are, are sort of, you know, um, solidified a little bit. It's, it's a bunch of guys who were not expected to play much at all this year. Now they're starting, but now they are kind of uh, figuring out that part of it. And uh, this past game at Rice, um, here's what happened with the secondary. Two starting corners were out, moved to starting safety. Deshaun Gaddy to corner, moved a backup. Uh, it's called the Eagle position, hybrid linebacker safety uh, named Sean Thomas Faulkner, grad transfer from Citadel, uh, and moved him to safety and it had a career-high 10 tackles. Um, and, and this you know, reshuffled uh, group did fairly well, really, against uh, Rice uh, last week. So uh, it's not just the receivers. It's, it's uh, all season long. Seth has never had um, the unit that he expected to have. Um, so if he can, you know, string together some more wins sure. this week, and especially what would now be upsets against UTSA and UTEP, uh, then I think, yeah, he's definitely solidified himself. Um, yeah, I tell I tell this, Southern Miss I tell Southern Miss fans the worst thing that could have happened for the Eagles this week would was exactly what happened when the Mean Green went to Houston and beat Rice because I said this is a bunch now that's coming in regardless of the cards they've been dealt they're playing with confidence now and I think lots of times people underestimate what confidence can do. Well, lots of. Um, very successful head coaches have told me over the years the single most important factor in sports is confidence. Um, no matter what your job is, your position, your sport, it's confidence. You don't think you can do it, you're not going to do it. And, yeah, the first half of the season, this, this team was just out there trying to figure things out. Uh, and now they have a win and, uh, and a near win against a very good Liberty team. So, yeah, this is, this is definitely the peak of confidence uh, going back at least to week two, they won the opener and were, you know, uh, up at the half against uh, or almost at the half against a very, very good SMU team. So that that team was was pretty confident, but that's also the game where they lost uh, two starting wide receivers. So uh, that confidence didn't last long. But now I think it's there, and yeah, I think this this Southern Miss challenge this week is very different if they had caught North Texas even two weeks ago. Dave Barnett is with us, the voice of the North Texas Mean Green. And Dave, everybody's talking about conference realignment. What's the talk there in Denton about what's going on and kind of fill in some blanks for us there? Uh, Here it's unrestrained joy. Moving up to the American Athletic Conference uh, with um, several other Conference USA, uh, now expatriates to be. Uh, yeah, it's it's seen as uh, a real masterstroke by Ren Baker, the athletic director here. Uh, and, and Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the AAC, said that the, the thing that they were looking for was schools who had uh, obviously had some success in athletics, but were investing, that you know, were, were trying to maximize their athletic programs. And North Texas has certainly done that. 
um, best stadium in the league, um, the Apache Stadium. Two years now, they've had uh, the best indoor facility in the league. Next up is uh, new athletic offices, weight room, everything. So the, the investment is there. Uh, the last couple of years have not been what everyone expects in one loss, but um, I think the AAC looked at North Texas as a team that's obviously in a major market, and the, the overall trajectory of the athletic department, not just football, is on the upswing. And so um, I think that's, um, that's seen around here as um, the right people in place and the right jobs doing the right thing, and so the entire athletic department, the entire university, now gets to benefit from that. That's how it's seen here. I, I, I think that, that a lot of the Southern Miss fan base was just so frustrated with a perceived lack of leadership at the top of Conference USA that while Rome was burning, leadership at Conference USA was just sitting there and ignoring you know what was going on. And it, it, how have how have the Mean Green uh, fans? It's kind of a similar assessment from them, do you think? Um, I, I don't think the the fans are all that aware of um, Conference USA management. I think they've they've spent all their energy on um, you know hoping that the football team gets turned around. Right. Um, other other sports doing extremely well. Men's basketball, two time defending conference champions. Uh, women's basketball, their best year and. In several years, um, this past year, uh, perennial soccer power, things like that, I think, uh, more than just a, a two- or three-year uh, slide in wins and losses in football. I think that's really what, uh, along with, again, the facilities, market size, all that, I think that's what opened the doors to the AAC for UNT. Well, North Texas will always have a little, a little small place in my heart because being a native of the state of Iowa, the late, great Hayden Fry. I think went to the University of Iowa after being the head coach at North Texas. I could be wrong, but I think Hayden Fry was at North Texas for uh, a little while before going to Iowa. Dave Barnett, thanks for joining us. The Mean Green come to town for a 2 o'clock kickoff with Southern Miss, and we'll see you in Hattiesburg. Travel safely. Look forward to it. Hayden won 10 and 9 games his last two years at North Texas. I okay. got him the Iowa job. The rest is history. There you go. There you go. Dave Barnett <laughs> reinforcing that point for us. When we come back, a little bit about a lot of things, including the Southern Miss sports schedule for the day and some other news may be breaking out of uh, the university regarding some other kind of football. More in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by D1 and DBAT, a training facility just off of Interstate 59 on Hardy Street or Highway 98 to the locals in Hattiesburg. Just in time for the off season to get your youngsters ready for the upcoming baseball and softball season. Wide number of cages. Uh, batting cages, both softball and baseball. You can adjust the machines to throw curveballs, change-ups, whatever you want to do there. And they always keep it very neat, clean, and disinfected. Uh, all kinds of uh, cages and in the indoor training facility as well. Free weights and indoor turf. You need to check it out if you haven't already. D1 
and DBAT in Hattiesburg. Proud to be sponsors of the Eagle Hour, and we're glad to have them along with us. All right, a little bit about a lot of things now. Let's start with the women's soccer win last night, defeating Florida Atlantic 2-1 to in Boca Raton. So the ladies beat FAU on the Owls' home field. That's part of the Conference USA tournament, so they advance to the semifinals tomorrow night. That'll be a 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock game against UAB. That's the semifinals of the Women's Conference USA tournament. Now, every conference champion, very much like the NCAA basketball tournament, gets a bid into the national tournament. So if the Lady Eagles, who now are 9-3-3 three, and three on the year, what a soccer season it's been for the Lady Eagles If they win this Conference USA tournament, they would get to go to the national tournament. But first things first, the semifinals tomorrow night at 7 o'clock versus UAB, and that will be televised on ESPN+. Plus. If you have the ESPN subscription, you will be able to watch that game uh, wherever you want to on your streaming devices or home. Or you can go to 4th Street Bar and Grill. Uh, They will be having the game on television there, so you'll be able to see how the Lady Eagles do in the semifinals of the Conference USA Soccer Tournament. Volleyball, the ladies today taking on the Hornets of Alabama State. That'll be over in Montgomery. That's a 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock game today as volleyball takes on Alabama State. And I'm allergic and I feel like I'm going to cough. And he's <coughs> There I go, uh, coughing. But now I feel much better. All right, basketball, men's basketball. Taking on Delta State tonight at uh, 7 o'clock at Reed Green Coliseum. And here's something you don't hear often. Free tickets. Free tickets for tonight. And again, starts at 7 o'clock, the Eagles against Delta State. What is also notable about this game tonight is two institutions during the MK Turk years, which of course is when Jay Ladner played at Southern Miss, will be reinstituted tonight. And that is the dunk corner and the rowdy rail. Now, you'll see when you get to Reed Green Coliseum tonight, there will be signs that are posted there in the different part of the bleachers as to where you're supposed to sit if you want to be part of the dunk corner or the rowdy rail. As you know, Reed Green Coliseum is a circular uh, formation, and those two places are kind of down in the corner, thus the name Dunk Corner, and the Rowdy Rail. Now, the Rowdy Rail, back in the day, for some of you younger Southern Miss fans, the Rowdy Rail was where the most, shall we say, animated fans, Michael? The animated, is that a good word? Yeah, uh, I'd say. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the, they would sit there specifically with the said purpose of annoying the fire out of the other teams because that's where they would sit. Their team bench would be right there. So they would just annoy. I remember Marty Fletcher used to be the coach at what is now Louisiana Lafayette, and Marty Fletcher was a real animated coach. And these guys down there on the rowdy world would wear him out. You know, during during the ball game, to where I think he was more focused on the guys at the rowdy rail than he than he was <laughs> Which on is the, the point. Exactly, that's exactly the point. And talking with. Um, with a collegiate basketball official yesterday, he was saying that that he doesn't even do basketball anymore because the way the he does college football and does some other things, but doesn't do basketball anymore because the crowd is right on top of yeah, you. I, I mean, you hear, and that's so. If if you really get into basketball games, if you're really animated and want to be part of something special as they recreate the rowdy rail. And this is not just for one game. The dunk corner and rowdy rail 
are going to be there as long as Jay Ladner's there, okay? And hopefully that's going to be for a long, long time. So, uh, so re-instituting the Dunk Corner and Rowdy Rail Delta State uh, tonight, games at 7 o'clock. That's on CUSA.TV and, of course, the radio network as well. Now, on football, not necessarily Southern Miss related, but M.M. Roberts Stadium related, there are reports circulating today that the Mississippi High School Activities Association are moving the state championship football games from Jackson to The Rock, to M.M. Roberts Stadium, the weekend of December 3rd and December 4th. Again, there are reports out there. We've, we don't have an official word yet, but these sources tend to be credible, all right? And the reason, people go, well, why would they move them from Jackson to The Rock? Because Jackson State right now is in first place in the SWAC. And if Deion Sanders' Tigers are hosting the SWAC championship, which the first place team gets to do that, it would be Saturday, December 4th, which would mean half of the state championship games would not be able to be played in Jackson. So rather than play some on Friday in Jackson and then some other ones on Saturday, the talk is that all of the games are going to move to M.M. Roberts Stadium. We hope to have more on that story for you tomorrow, but that would be big for some of the local teams here around the Hattiesburg area. All right, that's another show for this Thursday, November 4th. Kelly Sander along with Michael Mergens. We'll see you back here again tomorrow where Ryan Ock, the Ock Ness Monster, the great left-handed pitcher for Southern Miss, will join us among others. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.